Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. It's Saturday lunchtime, which means it's crunch time on SEN. Crunchy fried chicken by Red Rooster. And the three-litre Isuzu D-Max. Born to live. Oh, I like that. Saturday lunchtime, which means it's crunch time on 1170 SEN. I hope you're having a great start to your afternoon on a pretty wet and windy Saturday afternoon in Old Sydney Town, wherever it is you happen to be listening. Uh, welcome to the program. It's crunch time. Thanks to Red Rooster, new spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle, limited time, so get in fast, Spud. The rooster's calling. And Isuzu, the powerful three-litre turbo diesel Isuzu D-Max. No matter the adventure, the Isuzu D-Max is born to play. So a big welcome to the listeners across the SEN network, including 10.53am SEN Track Brisbane. 16.20am SEN Gold Coast, as well as listeners on the SEN app, the SEN podcast. Download the SEN app, by the way, if you haven't done that yet, and listen to Crunch Time anytime, anywhere with anyone, the anyone including Mark, Spud, Carol, Brendan, insert nickname here, Cal, and Jimmy, insert nickname here, Smith. We're all a bit, we're one out of three ain't bad. Hello, boys. How are you? Mate, great to be here. It's, uh, it's been a while. We haven't worked together for a long time, Jimmy, but... No need to get emotional about it. No, I just, you know, I, I'm a see him. I don't do shed a tear, but uh, it's great to be here with a good mate of mine, Brendan Cow. I've had him many times in my gym, and um, we've uh, spent many time together. I'm looking forward to working uh, for the next couple of hours, mate. Yeah, mate. Likewise, but it's always lovely to see you. And um, yeah, I don't think we've been. We used to. We've done a couple of things on the league lounge, didn't we, back in the day? But we haven't been live on radio. So yeah. what could possibly go wrong <laughs> here today? And I, you, you were kindly enough. To, to invite me, I went to the grand final with you a couple of years ago and I sat um, with next to you and Steve Renouf, wasn't it? Um, it was such an amazing day. Mm. Um, so what grand final? Grateful to you. To Raiders Roosters. Ooh. Yeah, it was mm. unbelievable day, wasn't it? The Pearl. And it was it was funny. Like, I'm sitting in between these two rugby league legends and it was funny when the, when the teams came out to play mm. and, you know, the song's about to start and everything. I just looked at both Spud and and Pearl, and they both had tears in their eyes, and you could just see that your grand finals were coming back to both of you, and it was so beautiful to witness these two guys, and I could just see it never leaves you, does it? No, it it never never does. But on that day, it was, as I said, I've never met Steve Renouf. I've played against him. I've never actually sat down and had a beer with him. What a bloke. As you said, the the music we just had at the start of the show brought back tears on on my hands. It's just on the the arms, just regards to the, uh, the kickoff returns. Yeah. There's always that music. That's how a game would start. Yeah. Um, it was Led Zeppelin, I think it was. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Cashman. Absolutely. Cashmere. But, uh, you know, it was just, it was, it was a fantastic day. Um, you know, blokes like Steve Renouf, like his, remember, how, mate, wasn't he? He was natural abilities, oh. the speed. Mm. The headgear just... down the sideline. And that was when, you know, looking at the Broncos, you don't mm. want to get into the Broncos too early. <laughs> the Chiefs, weren't they? Uh, no. But they were a force when he was on the wing. What a team yeah. they were. Uh, we'll get into them a little bit later on in the we program. Sure <laughs> in fact, you've done. But great to be here and great to work with you, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. A pleasure, Brendan. I'm looking forward to this uh, very much so. Uh, the, the seven ideas for segments I've thrown at you, you've rejected all of them. So, <laughs> that, no, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, what about this one? No. Oh, what about this one? No. <laughs> they're all, they're all, they're Jimmy, all. Jimmy, as I said, what 
the world <laughs> by Brendan Cowell. Um, they were all pretty much the same segment. You just said it yeah, seven tr- different ways. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to repackage them. The segment them. idea was... Tell stories about celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stay out of the Daily Telegraph. Um, My idea was to go through your IMDb <laughs> profile and go, oh, you work with that person. What are they like? Oh, yeah. Um, they were lovely. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, but we'll save that for the ad breaks and uh, then we'll be uh, yeah, very excited right. about that. That's hey. Right. Just going back to that then, so you and Steve Renouf played in – well, how many grand finals do you play in, Spud? Three? Three. Three. Steve Renouf played in – if we count Super League grand final, he played in four. Yeah, and probably won all of them. And, and won, all, <laughs> and won all of them. But there you go, almost 20 years later, or over 20 years yeah. for you, Spud, yeah. and yet immediately transported back to that moment in your that's, life. That's I totally. I I, yeah. yeah. It was so beautiful to witness, especially as an actor. Like I, I'm looking yeah. at it thinking – Walking on set, walking on a stage, there's something magical about it. Every time I go to the theatre, I go, oh, I just want to get on the stage, you know. Yeah, right. And just looking at these two guys, and it was it was so private, but I got to witness it, and just what that big occasion means to the rugby league player. I tell you what, there's a level of jealousy associated with now when you look at a grand final, and you just yeah. think, this is the most amazing moment in their professional career yeah. and these guys get to enjoy it. Guys and girls get to enjoy it. It's yeah, pretty special. A, yeah, they are, it is, Jimmy. I, 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 it's not only um, you know, winning a comp but or, or being in a grand final, it's also State of Origin, just the memories of State of Origin yeah. the week leading up. But the biggest or well, the hardest thing for me is at the end of the game when I'm watching these guys, everyone goes, the, the stadium's nearly quiet as yeah. and they're doing the lap of honour. And I can just remember when I did that and I touched every person. I didn't want to go inside. Yeah. I wanted to stay there as long as I could. Yeah. And you just up on that moment to finish and uh, absolutely fantastic memories. But you were you the most superstitious? Because I've heard you, you had some pretty weird habits <laughs> pre-game, right? Shocking. With not wanting to look at your jumper. You were yeah. eating 10 potatoes. Yeah. You ate 15 bananas yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but were, were you the strangest? Were there blokes stranger than you in the pre-game rituals? Uh, no. Were you as weird no, as no. it gets? No, no, it wasn't weird. I just had protocols of how I used to go. But protocols, there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're not superstitious. No, they're they're not protocols. Super, they're just yeah. Like I'd have certain music going to the game. I'd eat yeah. certain, okay, certain right. foods. Okay, all right. Fill us in. Fill us in. Joe Satriani. Joe Satriani. Just solos. My wife used to hate it. It was that loud. <laughs> I had it that loud, and and uh, it, was, uh, it was that was fantastic. And then I'd get to the game. But also, as I said, that was one of my that was the last piece of armor I put on. That was my jersey, and I used to. Never liked to see it until when I was running out. And uh, the sheriff used to always put it on for me. But what happened? John Hopwadi and Craig Han- Hancock, for their, to them, for them to relax, they'd go and hide it. And then they'd have a laugh <laughs> watching me destroy the sheds trying to find it. Yeah. But before then, I'd go to the bathroom. But also, I had this thing about, I don't know, maybe maybe I've got the shirt on with uh, uh, the, the Stone Cold Steve. Also, I used to smash myself with water and give my face a real good slap. Mm, yeah. I'd be bright red, bright red. But then I go and find my jersey and then it was missing. I'll just destroy the place. But yeah, superstitions. I even <laughs> I had lots. I'd a lot. I'd play with you one year, two years. One year playing at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So I've seen it firsthand um, with him <laughs> yeah. pregame. And it's hilarious. So you're getting there. And, and everyone, you know, you're relatively quiet within yeah. a dressing room environment. And then, you know, the two minute bell might go. And next thing you hear, Jersey! <laughs> it's like, oh, Spud, settle it. Salts! Oh, so I had You know the smelling salts, right? And the then, salts. Water! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right, mate. Very high maintenance. You didn't take much notice, did you? Very high maintenance. What about when we played a game? This, oh, I know I'm getting into your realm good. here, but no, we, we were playing against the Warriors. Remember that in 99? Oh. And we 
we'd had it. We just needed to keep winning. We were just hanging on to make the the uh, top eight. And we played the Warriors. We led by ten with about four minutes to play, and they scored two late tries to beat us. And basically, that was our season. We were we were gone. But anyway, um, Russell Crowe yeah. is sitting there, right? And sitting next to him, we go. Is that Tom Cruise? It was. Yes, it's Tom Cruise, right? So at half time, Craig Coleman's trying to talk to us about this, that, and the other. And we're like, that's Tom Cruise. <laughs> he came into the dressing room, right? And Spud, was it pre game or at half time, said, walked up to Tom Cruise and went, I like your watch, mate. It's really nice. Uh, fantastic. Can I have it? I'm like, you're no, ridiculous. Geez, you're good at mate, telling stories. That, that was Russell's watch. But well, either way, you're not concentrating just, on the game. No, I, I just said my, I, I like your watch. I didn't know him as an actor. I think he only, only made one movie. But to see Tom Cruise, <laughs> but Craig Coleman, he was just got the he, he just Gladiator. looked at me. He goes, he actually, Tugger said to me, he's got really nice hair, hasn't he? I said, did that go looking at someone's hair? That was he Tugger. But great head hair. Beautiful hair. I thought you might have yelled out, salts! No. <laughs> <laughs> but but all, that, all that superstition stuff was in the sheds. But going out was another thing. Yeah. I always wanted to come out at number five. I don't know why. I'd oh, push wow. people out to come out at number five. Mm. Cheerleaders was another thing. I used to tell them like, with the, when I was at Manly, okay. make sure the first girl is away from the first bit because I never ran through the centre. Always ducked off ducked the side. Ducked off the side. And I the craziest that. thing was one time I flew out, right foot stepped through, and there was a big Gatorade <laughs> bottle. One of those real big high ones. I've done the all over the top, but <laughs> got out there. Now I get the 22 metre line. I don't know why I did this for the. And I picked up grass as if I was a, go, a, a kicker in general play. The super yeah. way the women's going to do three high knee lifts, and uh, that was ready for game. But the thing is, no when, you go, when you go into camp, blokes used to take me off. They go, look at this, and they'd start throwing grass and doing the high knee lifts. So I'm sure it was great entertainment for them as well. Can I just throw it out there? 0457 736 736. Superstitions mm. that you might have had, that you've heard about throughout your sporting career. Send them in. Uh, we'll give a prize away. We'll be a beanie from the Mark Hughes Foundation, okay? A beanie for brain cancer around uh, markhughesfoundation.com.au or as we're calling them today, Brendan, protocols. That protocols, That you might have gone through. Strict protocols. Strict, strict protocols that well, you might you know, have done. Well, that's one word I've made up today. I, I was always going to use that word. But the last last week I was doing a call for New South Wales Cup. And yeah. I wanted to say indenting the line, right? But I called it indention. And our yeah, good mate I think Billy. That's something for your teeth. I don't know, no, there's no <laughs> such word. And I got a text message of uh, a bloke called uh, Billy, one of our um, friends. Um, Billy he, uh, who? Billy Alexis. Oh, Billy Alexis. Billy, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, next yeah. thing. Spud, you know you've just invented a word, indention. Yeah. Yeah. There's no such word as indention. So protocol is the first one, but I've got many well, you more. Didn't, just to clarify, you didn't invent protocols, right? That word's no, been that's around. that's the word I wanted right. to use. Okay. Right. Is, there, is there a chapter in your book about protocols? <laughs> no. There's no. a lot of good chapters, but There's yeah. a lot of good oh, chapters. Yeah. Well, well, we call it by Russell Crowe. No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> get it. Yeah, I can't wait to have a read. All right, so superstitions today. Um, you know Neil McKenzie, he's used to open the batting for South Africa, right? He had, right, right, right. Uh, yeah. So he had a, a, a protocol where he used to tape his bat to the ceiling oh, because it brought good story. luck. Wow. Yeah, right. yeah, and when he was out batting, he would never step on a line. You know, the lines the of, yeah, of the yeah. crease. He'd never the step dull. on one of those. So he was, he was one of the extreme ones. With you being such a fantastic actor on stage, do you have superstitions yes. leading up? Yeah, yeah. I when when I was doing a, a play on the West End in London a couple of years ago, um, I would go. I had this same um, at the rest, Italian restaurant across the road, and I'd get there at half past five, and I'd have the penne arrabbiata, <laughs> and then I'd buy this little chocolate pod, and I'd have that thirty five minutes before, and I'd listen to the same 
three songs. What were they? On the oh, what were they? They were um, Champagne Supernova. Yeah. Um, and what was the other one? Champagne Supernova. I think it was the the song that was just out in New York. Um, anyway, it was a, a rap song, and exactly the same. And then after that, I wouldn't want to talk to anybody, and yep. I do laps. I touch all my props, you know, and the whole thing, I grab myself up. So it it, it moves for for everything I do. There's Mm. a certain thing. And the way into a role is the same. Like I just start getting funny things and little walks and I know what shoes I want to have and you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you just start listening to that. But yeah, I'm, I'm totally superstitious and completely weird backstage. Yeah, I was, I was even worse through the week. My poor wife, Malik, we used to, if you have a good game, you always think what you wore and I always wear the same kit. If I got three men in the matches in a row, I'd wear the same kit. Malik would have to wear yeah, the yeah. same gear. Mum and dad. But I used to on a Friday night go down to a Maryland's to an Italian restaurant and if I had a good game, I'd order the same meal. But yeah. If, if I got there and someone was in my seat, I'd wait till they moved. Wow. <laughs> so sometimes I'd be sitting there for half hour to yeah. an hour. I even got to a stage where I parked my car a certain – I'd wait till people moved their car. So we'd, yeah. we'd be down there for three hours. Yeah. And the whole time you're thinking, I'm going to smash Paul Harrigan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, your superstitions, your uh, protocols, Paulo from Pete superstitions, Steve Waugh and his red hanky. Mm. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, I think the statue at the SCG of Steve Waugh actually has his red hanky coming out of his pocket. Well done to the uh, sculptor on that one. Basil Sellers, I think, financed that one. I, so, was, I was there that day that he scored that 100 in the so last So was I. Session. So was I. God, what mm. an afternoon. So was I. Mm. Just incredible. That's got to be one of the top 10 feelings I reckon I've had, human well, emotions. Funny you mentioned that because that, that, that moment came to me on Wednesday night. I went to the Paul Gallon Justice Honey oh, fight, yeah. Right. It's it's the best sporting event I've been to in a decade. And is that right? Yeah. And Why so? The the whole event, or just the that fight particularly? The event and the fight. Right. So everyone, you know, I'm not a fight expert, but the people yeah. who were, I was talking, you know, what do you think? And they, yeah. and you, there was no consensus, mm. and the the thoughts ranged from, Honey's too quick, he won't get within a, a bull's roar. To Gallon will just pressure him, and he's never felt pressure like this before. Yeah. So everything in between was an yeah, option. Yeah, yeah. So when they walk out, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. And that's the beauty. When you go to a movie and you go to a theatre production, it's been written. Yeah. It's been done. Someone knows it. When you go to the sporting event, no one knows what's going to happen. Yeah. And that was the beauty of it. And, and that undercard was fantastic. It was fantastic. Undercard was excellent. No, every fight was yeah. fantastic. And, and, and they – and it had a bit of spice in it, had a bit of story. Had, Ooh, yeah. And those, those fighters had personality too, didn't yeah. they? And, you know, that, that's why you have a little look on the social media and I, some bloke wrote, wrote to me, oh, your mate Gallon's going to end up in a coffin or something. And I thought, Ooh. mate, that's the marketing plan. <laughs> like, you know, hey, hey, keyboard warrior, you've just paid $56 to watch that, didn't you? I think he might have got you. You know, like that's the idea. You know, Mundine used to do it. You yes. know, just foster the myth. Yes. Hate me, hate me, hate yes. me, baby. Come and watch me get knocked out. Oh, I got a million dollars and maybe I won the fight. And what, what Gallon does, he, he's phenomenal athlete. There's no one else like him. Incredible. And he went into boxing and he put his body on the line, but he also said, I want to help. I want to help. Right. And he nailed, he not only nailed the art of boxing, mm. he nailed the art of selling boxing. And that's what he said to Hooney at the end. Yeah. You know, you may have beat me in the <laughs> ring, but outside the ring, I reckon I got you. And, it, and it's a huge part of it. And that's not what we're not doing in Australia, in Australian boxing. We're such great fighters. We're not getting in there and celebrating right. the festival of it and the, and the art of it. You know? I think my favorite part of it was the national anthem before the, 
before it. That was fantastic. Those yeah. four people up there singing, they did it in the Aboriginal version first, and then yeah. they did Australian. I thought that was yeah. one of the best ones I've heard. It's but brilliant, wasn't it? You talk about Gallon, he, he, he mined, he got him in the mind very, very badly, right? Seriously. Yeah. But what, what, what I couldn't believe when in that, in the when they were getting ready before the fight, two days before, that he told his old man to shut up, right? If someone saw a sport, talks to my old man, I'm going to get up. And he just sat there, honey. He played mind games with him. Yeah. yeah. Remember, he said, mate, you're trying to play your, your, your game through your son. Just shut up. Like if someone tells my old man to shut up, I'm going to stand up straight away and stand over you. He just stood, he yeah. just sat there. But in the end, with his speed far too much oh, and knocking him out in the 10th round, who had the last laugh? And, and, well, and even if well, even if Paul Gal had eighty five percent of Gal the total pull revenue, off a beautiful legs tackle. He did. Oh, so. <laughs> he did. He's a tough bugger. Like he's, he, he got whacked in the ribs, but I oh. think uh, with Hooney, I, I was just worried about his uh, killer punch. Like he's so fast, Jimmy. He's so fast. Incredible. But if you look at the way he's, he's going to the Olympics, but the thing is, the Olympics they they wear headgear. Yep. And it's more it's more technical. You got so to get points. You got to pick off correct. Right. So I think it's going to be right in his favour, but he needed a, a good fight like that. Um, it's going to make That's him tougher right. fighting someone as tough as what Gallon because he um he hit him with everything. He's he's I reckon Gallon's put him on the podium, don't you think? So because you need that big tough fight before you go and fight. You imagine fighting a Croatian or a Russian yeah. bloke, like and you and you go, thank you very much, Mister Gallon, yeah. for, for for showing me that. But also the size of Herney's nose. I mean that that is one of the biggest noses I've ever seen. For a boxer, that's going to be quite the target. And still he... not broken. No, Beaver had a big one. <laughs> Did I he? Beaver, I think they, the people used to break their arm on Beaver's nose. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually my idea about maybe with this whole head high thing, right? Yeah. Is that you know you get if you if you hit any part of the bloke's head mm. and blokes are falling and you're getting sent off, wouldn't Craig Bellamy and those really um, kind of you know strategic coaches yeah. now be going just you know? <laughs> Shoulder butt the you know head butt the shoulder and you know what I mean yep. and and get a penalty that way but yeah I absolutely loved the other night it was mm. rock and roll wasn't it and um, Paul Gallon the next morning geez he looked like he he had a three day bender in Vegas or something <laughs> yeah. didn't he jeez but, it, it, the 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 punishment that he was able to absorb yeah was just was just, like I after the third round people are there saying well they got to stop the fight. Yeah, it's a complete mismatch. But Gallon would still be there if they let him. Still going. And do you know what that is? That's Cronulla Sharks oh, strength. We're waiting for oh, it. Here we go. Here we, we go. You cannot. Here we go. That's that's what we have. You know, it's that unspoken motor. Yeah. It's that strength that never dies. That's the shark power. Yeah, shark. We lurk in the murky waters, mate. <laughs> No doubt. Well, uh, Sharks, animal. by the way, um, snuck home last night, 26-24 <laughs> yes. against the Cowboys. And Murky you know water. <laughs> another, another example right. of us just putting on an entertaining yeah. show. Right. We were ahead and we went, <laughs> what does the crowd want? crowd wants to finish. What do the Sharks do? We give the people what they want. Uh, well, let's have a look at that. Panthers 38, Roosters 12, Sharks 26, Cowboys 24, Rabbitohs 46. Uh, yeah, Rabbitohs 46, Broncos nil. So we'll go to that one first. Sharks... 26. The try of Kyle Felt Unbelievable. was like under sevens. <laughs> yeah, <where> it was. <laughs> <laughs> he just went like that. That's why Finchie, Ma- Finchie called it under sevens try. You see Malatalo was kind of coming over to get on his wing and he was kind of pushing against Felt to try yes, to get on the wing. Yes. Felt actually went, no, you're not getting on the wing. You stay over there, grab the ball and put it where Malatalo was headed. It was just old school. Good on him. I think uh, a new coach has certainly helped the way the Sharks are playing. There's a new coach coming you in. Reckon? It's like a troll game oh, every not game. not the temporary coach. It's the best I've seen uh, Aaron Woods play. He's, so, fighting for so, a cl- he's fighting for a club. So hang on. Which coach are you talking about? Josh Hannay or Craig no, Fitzgibbon? No, I'm saying with Fitzgibbon coming in. Right. He's overseeing right. all the games. So he doesn't have to be there to watch a game. 
and there's there's a couple of guys who are fighting to stay with the Sharks. It's like it's like a trial game every week. It's funny you mention that because Finchie went through his best players for Metricon last night. They were all off contract. <laughs> they were. And, and that's the way it works. Like Sean Johnson yep. was excellent. Matt Moylan was excellent. Aaron excellent. Woods was excellent. And they're, they're fighting for a contract next year. Where's Sean? How can not anyone pick him up? Sean, his goal kicking is for not. Bulldogs. Being the Bulldogs? Yeah. Why aren't the Sharks keeping him? Well, I, 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 would, I don't want to keep him. You don't? Why not? You know, why not? And I, I think he's injured a lot. Right. I think he doesn't like being tackled. Right. I think he gets tackled once in a game and goes, oh, we won't do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, sometimes it can be a bit about Sean. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's and, he's... and he's getting older. And look, he's got all the skills. Mm. But I don't know if Craig Fick's given new coaches coming in, then, you know, let's see what Braden Trindle can do with Nico Hines. Let's, let's have a look at a new, fresh style of thing. Because Sean does put on those razzle-dazzle shows. But I tell you what, as a Sharks fan, it's not every week. <laughs> All right. The same could be said of Matty Moylan. Yep. Yeah. Are you keeping Matty Moylan? I like Matty Moylan. Mm. Um, I, I I think Matt has been unfit exactly. and he looks really fit. He's been working with a hamstring guy. Yeah. He's running into the line. His ball plays unbelievable. I reckon they could pay him a lower, you know, the 300s, whatever, yep. and keep him and have that three half back yep. situation. Because yes. Nico 5'8, maybe Braden Trindle half back, Matty Moylan playing there when the other. You know, it doesn't work. I think I'm happy with that. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy with that. I just want to get, you know, one of those Finucane guys. So there's rumour of Finucane. I'd just love to get an, an, a massive individual in there. If they're getting rid of Woods, let's get an enforcer. Yeah, they need someone like him. They need someone from Melbourne who's going to show them how to train. Yeah. Show them how to play. Because we've got the back I've been, I've been um, very happy with Moyle in the last couple of weeks. As you said, he's fit. Yeah. He's, fit. he's always doing hamstrings, but now tough. he's playing fit. He's a good player, mate. Takes he's the line on. Player. He's tough in defence. And he says, as I said, he's playing for his spot for next year. He's clutch. We he's know that. Clutch. He's clutch yeah. when he's fit. Mm. I think he's genuine footy player. Last year, there was a game, I can't remember who it was against, and he had six tries. Mm. Right. And he was just, he's just got magic touch. And... Hasn't he got a funny pass? It's yeah. sort of like a, he, he rolls it off that, that right, yeah. the right to left, he sort of, you go, oh, that's yeah, quite effeminate. It's very, it? very yeah. effeminate. I've got to say, Brendan, I, I, I love um, just the look of uh, Toby Rudolph. I oh, think he's yeah. been fantastic. Can he play Orange? Could he play for New South Wales? I don't know, but what about the way he runs? Yes. He could. Can he? Yeah, he's from well, the Southeastern. He's from the Seagulls. Is he? From uh, uh, Rabbitohs Comp. Right. Well, he, I remember he's got to be on the long list, doesn't he? Because he, he just a, smashes into the line. I mean, he's your kind of player, Spud, isn't he? Was, he? Well, he was a standout in New South Wales Cup for Newtown. He was, he was unbelievable. And then yeah. he go back, and then he finally got a contract at, at the Sharks. But just the way he runs, he puts his body on line. He rolls the sleeves, got the hair there, and he loves hurting people. He just loves drilling into them and yeah. hurting them. And he's he's a, got a bit of personality too. Sorry, mm, Jimmy. You're right. He's another rugby player that got away. So he played oh, he? rugby. He was in the Waratahs system. He had a knee injury, mm. and they wouldn't pay this is the story I've heard. They wouldn't pay for the – and he, he ended up going and, and someone at the South's physio said, yeah. oh, we'll look after you, we'll look after you. So he went, right, well, I'll play footy. And then he couldn't quite get a start down here. So he went – he played 20s at South and then he went, right. Yeah. He went up to Redcliffe. He got player of the year, got signed by the Sharks mm. and into that national championship grand final, did his ACL in about the first five minutes. He so did. missed a whole year yeah, he did. with the Sharks. But, yeah, he's a good story, well, Toby the, Rudolph. Where's the, well, where's the commentator? Again, That's right, yeah. Was, and then we just see the rise in what he did. And then yeah. that year, they end up winning Newtown and end up winning the final 
the grand final against uh, the, the the best of the Queensland side, yeah. and he got man of the match. Yeah, and from that point, he uh, he got signed up for the Sharks. Oh, so, mate, mate credit we, to him. If we get our halves sorted and a, and a big forward, we're right. I thought our bench was fantastic last night. Teague, Teague, Wilton. Yeah, fantastic. And Jack Williams, they were so tough. I'm such a fan of Jack Williams. So am I. He's yeah. a very good player. She's with the shirt off in the sheds. I can only imagine. Too, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, quite scary. Good morning. He's from Cooma is originally, he? from what I understand. And That's I... that joint that you get a pie at on the way to the snow, isn't it? Like, your mum's like, I've got to go to the toilet. And you stop at Cooma That's and you right. get a pie. While we're here, and you're kids. like, we're the snow yet? No, <laughs> it's still bloody two hours. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, but the sign... So dark, cold. The sign Queen always gets Queen yeah. Let's get a pie at Queen World's Bean. best pies. World's best pies. Yeah, 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 best. yeah. World's best. Cooma. I, can I do a shout-out to a mate who has got the world's best pie at Goulburn, Trappers. Oh. Well done. Woody, Woody and uh, the team down there. Uh, well Woody. done on that one. Yeah, g'day, Woody. Uh, all right, here we go. It's going to be dangerous, boys. We're going to go to the open line again. Uh, one 1170 um, This was a bloke we spoke to just before 9 o'clock last night who had – he's a massive Sharks man. He had imbibed a little. Uh, he may well still be going. Hello, Sharky. No, I haven't started yet. <laughs> <laughs> Getting we'll back on the too, horse, mate. are you, Sharky? Did you celebrate the uh, oh. glorious win last night? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I spoke just to let you know, a young friend who's come all the way through the Sharks Junior Development System, Matthews Fleg and that, so he's been there for a while. And another thing on young Trindle, unlike young Kyle Flanagan, he was able to lead Newtown gets to a state premiership and national premiership. Flanagan couldn't do that. Anyway, um, you're wondering why we're not keeping Sean Johnson. This is just my opinion, but yeah, hit with Sean Johnson, with, with Sean, you've only got a halfback or a five-eight. But with Matty Moylan, you can put him at fullback, five-eight, half, lock if you have to, dummy half. You can even frame him in a centre position. So he's more multiple positions, and that's the price you're going to get him for. It's a lot better. With Nico Hines, Crindle, and Moylan and Kennedy, you've got backup all the way through, and you're, and you're seven, six, and one. Yeah, and Blake Braley there is playing... Beautiful hair. Such fantastic football. He's running a lot from dummy half too, isn't he? He's getting doing that kind of Damien Cook style stuff yeah. of backing himself. And, and the hair is magnificent. Thank you, Sharky. Thanks, Sharky. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, uh, the other game last night. Now, this was a bit of controversy around this one. Yeah. 38 points to 12. The Roosters led 12-6, and there was an incident in the match where Siyasiwa Tokiaho was penalised and sent from the field for 10 minutes. Now, he's subsequently been charged by the match review committee and been given a fine. So no matches right. to miss. But it completely changed the game. Of course it did. Completely it game changed changer. the game. So this is what Finchie had to say last night, and this yeah. was in the post game, but we were watching the, the Roosters-Panthers game. When someone criticises this high tackle blitz, it's got nothing to do with player welfare. Like, you're all about player welfare. If someone goes for a high tackle... Nail them to the cross, you know. Yep. But Takiyaho has his arms by his side, Jim. His arms are by his side. Yep. Cleary slips into his arm. Now, how do you practice that tackle? You can't. The, if you paused it, and the only way he could save himself is if he chopped his arm off. It falls into his arm. Now, if he's slipping into a swinging arm... Different story. Yes. His arms next to his legs. He's virtually his fingers are next to his quads. On it, you can place them on his quad. And I'm not saying the decision from Ashley Klein's wrong, because I think he's refereed it the way he's instructed. Nothing, totally. Nothing totally. wrong with Ashley's decision. Yep. But we've got the two of the top teams here. Two of the top teams in a season of blowouts 
which I can count on one hand how many good games they've been to watch. But now we get the Chooks out there against Penrith, a team that's gone for the record for the most wins at home. Yes. And they've had a retirement of one of their greats, and they've shot out to a 12-0 lead. Now it's 12-6. Yep. Now it's 14-12. Spud? Spot on. Spot, I couldn't believe it. it was a game changer. As a defender, uh, you don't go aim for someone's head firstly, but you just can't change the direction where you hit. But if you're the way, what's the way Cleary runs and falls, he drops two foot. But the thing is, Tedesco's another one as well. It's their boots. The boots are these rubber studs. The, the grass, bit of moisture, a little bit of moisture in there. There was the, last the, night, yeah. It's sliding like a, they slide like an ice, ice skating rink. You cannot send anyone off for 10 minutes. A fine's beautiful, that. But that was a game changer. Brendan, as a lover, and you might have seen Reese Robson, something similar in the Sharkies game, where yeah. Aiden Tom was going down. He hit him high, but he yeah. got sent to the sim. It didn't have the impact that Torquiahos did. No, and I think I think Tolman, you know, was really affected by that hit. He's not the kind of guy Definitely. to say that. You saw his yeah. noggin had some, had some blood coming out of it. Geez, I love listening to Finchie. Isn't he fantastic? Like, I, I think he's... I, he makes so much sense. He's so yeah. great on radio. I love listening to him. But I, I wonder if coaches are going to start going, slip into his chest. You know, that's what worries me. If they think, God, you can get a penalty and a send-off, slip into his chest. Is it, I mean, is that the next thing that's going to happen? I think they need to go put the slip or the slide mm-hmm. or into the rule book now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, add it in and go, head, high contact, slide. Yeah. High contact, slip. And just go, maybe penalty. I think keep the penalty, but that's it. Yeah. And you know what? The but it, Once you have one player off, and you guys know this better than I do, when you've got a player off, suddenly everyone's putting in, what, another 8, 10, 15%, and that drains your playing group. Totally. And then all of a sudden you're going to get more loose wild yeah. tackles. Yeah. So it's not good for what they're policing as well because you get – you, you get, you know, more dangerous tackles coming out from that fatigue. But, yeah, I, I think the slide, the slip, because Cleary also got up and kind of went, let's move on. Yes. Like, Cleary yes. wasn't sitting there going, oh, yeah. it bloke knocked me out. Cleary's like, that's, yeah. you know, let's play footy. So the issue, and, and you know, Finchie fired up, but every point that he made there in that grab, yeah. find, find a way to disagree with it. I cannot disagree with you it. can't. No. And I think everyone agrees, you know, even the people that at the st- start say, oh, the game's going soft. There's nothing so- There's nothing hard about hitting mm. a bloke in the head. Of course not. You, and you can still smash people. Yes. As yeah. hard as you want. And yeah. you, and, and that's what I th- I'd say Victor Radley's probably learning that too. <laughs> but, sorry, Spud. I'm glad, no, I'm glad you're going to mention Victor. I think that yeah. tackle he did on uh, Pangai Jr. down at the side, Pangai Jr. on impact, Drops down a foot because he wants to hit the embrace. Yeah. He actually pulled the handbrake up and he didn't yeah. change the way he hits Victor. He just hit straight where he was going to hit. Yeah. But regards these other. The no, other... well, I'll disagree with you on that. Why? I'll disagree with you. That's a very different incident to the Torquiaho. So yeah. Torquiaho's got his arm beside him and, yeah. and clearly falls into it and it hits him on the head. So, yeah. right. He got hit on the head. It's a penalty. But with Victor Radley, his target area needs to drop four inches. Yeah, I like, agree. That's with a technique issue. Yeah, point taken. He's, point he's bouncing off high. Yeah, I, I know, but he dropped down. He dropped down four inches where he's going to be. It yeah, but been, that's it hit him and, in the and that's where you got to take the insurance out. You go. You know what? Blokes are going to drop down, yeah, and I'm going to miss time things. I know, but so, uh, it can be done. I know it can be done, but uh, that's coming from someone who 
you weren't a, you weren't you were a good tackler, but you weren't one that'd come out of the line and whack like Victor does. Right? I'll give you the video. I'll show. Oh, <laughs> anyway, no, no you're right. No, you're right. No, I, I understand that Victor has to change, but I don't like him to change too much. No, he, no, no here's I think the point. With intent. Yeah. I think his passion and intent yeah. can stay exactly the same. Correct. But just go closer to the nipples. Yeah. Do not than the neck. Do yeah. not you change I mean? your attitude. Yeah. Do not exactly. change your attitude. But the Victor. Robson one last night. There was a guy on this radio station this morning. I'm not sure who it was. I was in the car, and he said. The Robson one, you know, what was in but does he need to do the charge with the mm. with the shoulder? Like do you need to do that extra thing? Was there something like by the by the time you see the guy slipping, can you stop that extra shoulder in? At know? half at, at an ad break, we're gonna go out there and we're gonna get yeah. Spud to run and, and drop and then you've got to stop. Because when it's in right? slow mo, when exactly. it's in slow mo, you exactly. can go jump out of the way. Yeah, oh hang on, go stop. under the ground. Stop. But yeah, 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 okay, pace, all right. it's very that, hard. That yeah. moment I'm talking about it was a big man versus a little man. He tried to run over him, dropped his guard because he absolutely he shat himself. Right? Yeah. He shat himself. Who he did? Pulled, Pangai Junior. Okay. He did not mate, the thing is as a as a hitter, you don't come out trying to hit someone on the head. Yeah. Like, there's no rules on the game. You can hit someone as hard as you can. Yeah. But I just think uh, oh, Victor, he, he copped he cop the, the fine or he copped the uh, suspension. But the one last night did not deserve 10 minutes. And the bunker just stay out of it. Is that, I mean, that's yeah, the bottom ten, line. 10 minutes. Oh. Is, like, can we can make they... it? If you're saying we have a different rule for a slippage, right? Make it five minutes. Like yeah. 10 minutes is 10 sets of six. What about five minutes in a lap of the oval? <laughs> yeah. I like that. In the stocks at yeah, one end. Exactly. You throw tomatoes <laughs> at them. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Keep the calls coming in. The text messages, 0457-736-736. You're listening to uh, Crunch Time, and it's uh, with Spud Carroll, Brendan Cowell, and Jimmy Smith. And, of course, it's all thanks to Izuzu, uh, the three-liter Izuzu D-Max, Born to Live, and Red Rooster. Try their new spicy wings. The Red Rooster is calling. The Rooster is calling. Uh, just before we go, they were talking superstitions, a.k.a. protocols. Um, g'day, boys. I always wore the brown underpants just in case I had to tackle someone. Good on you, Mark. Keep those coming in. We'll take a break. When we're back, we're talking big news in rugby league. It is crunch time. It is on SEN. It's brought to you by Red Rooster and Isuzu, the powerful three-litre turbo diesel Isuzu D-Max, no matter the adventure. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Mark Spud Carroll is here. There's a race coming up very shortly as well. Brendan Cowell is in as well. Sharks tragic. I think you're right. Best way to describe. Would that be the best? Yeah, it's kind of like how all all romantics are hopeless romantics. (laughs) None of them are like professional romantics. Right. Okay. So Um, you're not a shark supporter. Yeah, you're a shark's tragic. Shark's tragic. That's right. Yeah. And and, and last night was a great example of that. You know, we're winning, but you still don't, you still never feel comfortable. (laughs) And neither did the players because they ended up uh, being a tight one, 26-24. Incredible yarn on the front page of today's Daily Telegraph. It's the biggest selling newspaper in the country. So this has got widespread acknowledgement, the writer of it. uh, And it was around George Williams and his treatment at the hands of the Canberra Raiders. Uh, The author of the article is Michael Carianis. He's a great friend of the program and he's been good enough to jump on the line to have a chat. G'day, Mick. Hello, Jimmy and boys. How are we? Yeah, really well, mate. Um, Congratulations on this story. Give us the genesis of it, how it transpired. From what I understand, you sat down in a cafe in Canberra with George Williams uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah, that's right, Jimmy. It's obviously been a, a story that, that people have been chasing and an interview that people have been chasing, but I managed to catch up with George earlier this week and you know we spent a good you know, a, a couple of hours together, really, uh, on and off the record, just, just chatting all things... Um, and how his departure sort of played out, the lead-up to it, um, the days following, I guess, when, when he sent that, that text message saying he couldn't go to training and 
and uh, what the future holds for him. He, he was on a plane yesterday, so, so he's flown out mm. of Australia now and headed back home. Yeah, that's interesting. First of all, what what does he order at a cafe, George Williams? Does he go a British, a British Yorkshire tea, Yorkshire or, or has he become Sydneyfied with the the oat flat white? What's happening there? First of all, let's uh, get the It was some sort of coffee. I cannot remember exactly what he had though. Mm, I, yeah, did get, well, I did order it. I can't remember. shit coffee over there. So. Last day, maybe, maybe yeah, last exactly. day. I don't know. And and this this whole situation kind of ended up playing out in the media quite a lot. Um, I thought, you know, him and James Hooper were going toe to toe on the yeah. Twitter. Um, there was allegations his manager was trying to get him to a Sydney-based club, even though, you know, and then Canberra saying he wants out. Um, how, how much of what of all that stuff was true and, and what, what are we meant to believe? Well, look, I think it, it's important to note that this is George's side of the story. We've obviously yeah. heard the past couple of weeks or the past couple of six or so weeks that Canberra's side, I, I guess, um, and George has really kept his mouth shut and, until now and just sort of, let it all come out, and he wanted to put to bed um, some of the things that he thought were untrue, and that includes searching for another club or, or saying that he wouldn't return to Canberra at the end of the year. Um, he gave him a commitment that he would, um, and the fact that um, he was on a on the Gold Coast uh, a couple of weeks ago, which he said is untrue. He did book a flight to the Gold Coast through the club, but as soon as he was terminated, he, he cancelled the flight and, and never went. Yeah, social media has just gone berserk. Um, when when we were coming through, we had no social media, so the players. But they thing is, as soon as they post something, it's out there. Okay, so the, I I think you look at the way George, he he posted something. He probably looks back now, probably shouldn't shouldn't have done that, but he did. It just got everyone rolled up. Yeah, this is, well, I think it's sort of been back and forth a bit, but he was trying to um, maintain a, a bit of silence. But there was so much noise around it and. And obviously the Raiders were having their say and, and what they thought was their version of events was out there. So he tried to um, stem a, a little bit of that and um, put what he he thought what what he thought was, was true and how it played out. So, you know, I obviously spoke to the Raiders yesterday. I spoke with the CEO, John Ferner. I spoke with Ricky Stewart all before, uh, well before the, the story went to print. Obviously, Ricky provided a very short quote. Um, it's very telling very telling Ricky's quote and um, it's probably a trademark of, of his playing crew with those quick one-liners but it was a yeah very telling quote I think he, I'm paraphrasing it now I don't have it in front of me but he said George is 100% right um, you know relationship no relationship lasts based on mistrust yes and I'm paraphrasing that a little bit nah that's that was that was exactly it um, give us an insight into the the mental health of George Williams as you perceived it Michael yeah. Yeah, he, he said he was he was really really struggling, uh, really trying to trying hard to, to get his head around the fact that um, he couldn't have his, his family out here. His partner's pregnant, heavily pregnant, during September as well, and she has um, no support network out here as well. She's obviously English. They met over there and they came out here together. So um, obviously with, with COVID and not having the ability to, to go back and forth or even send his partner back for a little bit or have their family out here what was the factor. It was the factor in the, the, the decision. He, George said that um, if there was no COVID or the borders were open, there was no way he wouldn't fulfil his contract. So, mm, yeah, that's um, interesting, and, isn't as it? As he said, the, the spe- ability for yeah. him... The, Sorry, the fact that he didn't go to training on, on that Tuesday before that Roosters game, I think it's in round 12, he said that showed how much of a hole uh, I was in, basically. That's paraphrasing his words. Yep. And... and- 
to I mean, the, uh, the pride of Ricky Ricky's kind of time at the Raiders has been largely, you know, testament to his involvement of these great British players, mm. Bateman and Hodgson yeah. and George Williams. And does it feel like that era's over? Because Bateman kind of jumped on on the ship as well, um, and, and Hodgson's rumoured to be going to the Brisbane Broncos. Is is it kind of some solidarity there um, from the Poms just in time for the Ashes, where they're like, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're all together on this, we're, we're anti-Ricky, we're getting out of here. Is that is that the feeling that's well, happened? Is, well, it's kind of turned, the worm has so turned. Sure about, well, definitely John Bateman and George Williams. I think they're aligned definitely in their thoughts towards Ricky Stewart. Mm. I don't think there's any... Um, beating around the bush about that. They're obviously um, not happy with the way their time ended at the Raiders for, for different reasons. Josh Hodgson's a, a different case. Look, will he end up at the Broncos next year? Probably. Um, but, um, you know, they still have Elliot Whitehead there, Ryan Sutton as well. Uh, Ricky Short made Elliot Whitehead captain. And George did say, he goes, you know, Ricky had him ever, had all the English guys over on Christmas Day because um, obviously no one had their families out here. And he said he couldn't speak more highly enough of him um, mm. before all this sort of went down. Yeah, Michael, um, are they looking for another Pommy player to replace him? Mm. <laughs> I think they've been burnt too many times. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think they're going back to that well any time soon. They might go to French maybe. or Japanese rugby now. <laughs> 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 Ricky's got his big yeah. map out at home going, pick a country, love. <laughs> Gareth, I suppose Gareth would have counts, right? But he's obviously a, an English guy that they're they're looking at. But he's got roots in, in Australia as well. But um, yeah, there's, he's definitely one. But I'm not sure how quickly they're going to be rushing to find a, another English player. Michael, can I ask you? From what I understand, you're heading down to Wynn Stadium right now to be involved in a call of the Dragons versus Raiders game. Is that correct? <laughs> Yep, should I have my bulletproof vest on or what? Well, my next question is, Michael, <laughs> would you be anticipating a one-on-one with Ricky Stewart at the match? Yeah, I spoke with Ricky yesterday, and I detailed everything that um, was said, mm. uh, that George had said, because it, 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 there's no point of surprising him because it's going to come out anyway. So I went through the quote. I said, this is what, what his side of the story was. If you want to say something, by all means, I wasn't ringing you up for a quote. I was just ringing you up to let you know, and Ricky was fine. Yeah. Um, he, he, he appreciated that. Look, when it, when it comes out in print, it's obviously a little bit different. I didn't know it was going to be on the front page. Does that change it? I'm not sure. I haven't had any correspondence with Canberra today, I don't expect to with game day, but I'm sure if um, Ricky has a problem, um, he'll he'll speak to me. But I have no qualms going up to him and, and saying hello today like I usually do. Yeah, Michael, when you're calling to get your pie at Kuma, mate, there might be a place where you can get a uh, bullet, bulletproof vest because I reckon uh, <laughs> that's what happened yesterday. Ricky on uh, game day, look out. <laughs> yeah, I'm on I might steer clear. I'm not looking forward to going down anyway. It's a bit cold for me. Oh, well, uh, just one of our listeners has come in with a text message here, Michael. Uh, hey, guys, Michael Carianis might be sleeping with the fishes. Ricky won't miss. So there you go. Hey, just out of interest, um, how many front pages you had, Mick? Oh, I'm not sure, Jimmy. Oh, you've lost oh, count. Sorry, oh, oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Have you, oh, I, sorry. You go, you, go to, you go to Mick's house. He's got them all laminated. <laughs> about, you know, on the roof in the bedroom. Going, there you go. Look well, up there. If, if Ricky gets hold of him, it might be his last. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. Come on. Hey, Mick, uh, really yeah. appreciate your time, mate. Well done on the yarn and uh, enjoy the call this afternoon. Thanks, guys.
Uh, Michael Carianis there, who has written that front page yarn, obviously one of many that he's written on the front page oh, yeah. of the, the Daily Telegraph. Sorry to get that wrong. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more, including the big news in rugby league. Uh, welcome back to Crunch Time. Mark Spud, Carroll, Brendan Cow, Jimmy Smith here. Up until 2 o'clock, too. Uh, Crunch Time brought to you by Red Rooster and Isuzu, the powerful three-litre turbo diesel Isuzu D-Max. No matter the adventure, the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Time now for the crunch. This is the big news in rugby league brought to you by Red Rooster. Try their new spicy wings. The Rooster's calling. Jake T out of Origin 2. Thoughts, mm. bud? That's a massive loss. I haven't heard how he got injured. He hurt himself at training. At training, yeah. Is it in com- don't, don't combat? Don't know the specifics. He wasn't, yeah, in, the the bar- he wasn't in the bathroom. <laughs> no. yeah, but the way they train these days, Jimmy, they... Um, Footage out. Corso. I've got this thing about you know, these guys that have... Um, yeah, they, they they tackle each other. When we were playing, we didn't tackle each other. No, we'd tackle, right. tackle backs. That's you right. wouldn't get hurt in tackling tackling back. Yeah. And sometimes in friendly fire, you do get injured, especially at training. Especially these guys, the amount of guys who are getting headlocks these these days, they're getting the head in the wrong way. It's all about timing, and they're getting the feet wrong, they're getting the heads wrong, left, right, and centre. And unfortunately for Jake, he's a massive piece to be missing um, the state of origin too. Ooh. But if you look at, at game one, what, what did he play? How many minutes did he play? Hang on, where are you going with this, Brendan? Because you might have a similar thought to what I'm thinking. Well, I, I can't read your mind. Right. I mean, I, I can only imagine what's going on in there, Jimmy. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> really. Um, but I, I, they took him off. The yeah. bench started playing so well. Yes. I mean, I reckon Jake's, half of what he does is probably around the camp, making blokes feel good and <laughs> funny keeping man. blokes focused. No, I'm serious, because he his work ethic, the way he approaches rugby league, you know, he he's an amazing you know, member of the rugby league playing group. Yeah. But, I, you know, by the end of the game, I thought, God, I, I would love to spice this forward pack up, especially on the edges with Crichton. And I, I would have been tempted to to sub Jake out for Crichton pre-injury anyway. So I'm, I'm secretly, and I would never say this in public mm. or on radio, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm secretly happy that Crichton might slip into side. Well, okay. Well, I just think when he, he got pushed up, Number ten starting, but I, I didn't mm. think he'd ever come off. I thought he, he just slipped back into lock. Um, I'd start Haas, Payne Haas, yeah, yeah, state Haas, put put him up uh, up front to, to start off with, and and then have Crichton come off the bench and be the ed, edge player and and um, move Cameron Murray into the centre a bit, you know. I, so, I, so, I think so it here you go. gives just us a little bit more spice. What do you think, Jimmy? Let us in. Just to interrupt you. Um, to that warehouse of a mind. <laughs> um, Spud, you're the ex-rugby league player, mm. rugby league great. You're mm. an actor, Brendan. Mm. And, and and I'm sitting in the middle here and totally agreeing with everything that you say, Brendan Cow, because I actually think New South Wales will be stronger as a playing group. Now, mm. I'm not underscoring the great things that Jake Trebojevic brings to the camp as a human yeah. and as a, as a bloke who prepares. He played 29 minutes in the first game. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But Paint. he did his job, Jimmy. The thing I, is, the thing I'm is not saying he the, didn't do his job. I know, but they won the first game. If he, if he wasn't into training, he'd be in the side. How many, okay. minutes, oh, how many, minutes, did, how many minutes did Payne Haas play? I don't, I, I don't know. 57. Okay. The thing is, he could have easily gone back to lock and played played more top, game well, time. What about Isaiah Yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he would have been the same side if they picked number two. But Look, you know, for I, for I, Crichton, mate, it's good luck. You'd wait for somebody to get injured and just he's put got the, the Panthers spot. team out there uh, with Tommy Turbo and we'll win. Yeah, it's close, is it? That yeah. was crunch. Thanks to Red Rooster, new spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Roosters calling. Give us your thoughts on that. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. We've got the news now. After the news, we're back talking Broncos and the Rabbitohs, and we've got a new sponsor on the program, which we're excited we sure about. Sure do.
Sure is a crunch time on SEN. We're now into our second hour. Everyone feeling fine? Everyone fine? Are you okay? Everyone yeah, good? good. Yeah. Fired up. I need a pie, actually. We've got a gallows pies. We've just got another five minutes. They're ready to go. How funny you yeah, mentioned that. I think that. there's, um, I don't know, if, I think it's five or six in there. Mm. Will that That's be enough? Till two, yes. Yeah, that'll get me through. Yeah. yeah. Sure that's going to become um, sauce. Are you a tomato sauce or a barbecue man? Oh, tomato sauce. Have to be barbecue. Mate, I love tomato be... sauce on lobster. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> on what? Lobsters. I love tomato sauce on anything. Yeah, I love lobster. What I a great it, yeah. invention. Yeah. But you know what? I don't like a uh, Bloody Mary. Never liked wow. a Bloody Mary. Wow. I love tomato. I love tomato sauce. Yeah, I drink tomato sauce. Mm. But I, I just never got when you were hungover mm. why you'd have something with tomatoes and, and yeah. celery and all these weird vegetables when you're feeling it, you're most unsteady. I'm strange mm. like that too. I have honey prawns, but yeah. I've never had honey on toast. Yeah, that is know. weird. That's weird. Did you see Paul Gallen having the honey on the end of a banana the other yeah. night? Was it a banana? Yeah. Was it? <laughs> asking. Oh, I suppose now you have a go at Paul Gallen, are you? I'm having a go at Paul Gallen. Last time I did that, I've got a defamation letter, so I'm not interested in <laughs> See what I'm talking about, Jimmy? Yeah, exactly. It's That's a brave a, new world. It is. It it's it a brave is. new That's world. Right. All those yarns you told in the break. Yeah, yeah no, defamation exactly. letters coming left, right, and centre <laughs> on that one. Uh, crunch time, thanks to Red Rooster. New spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The rooster's calling. And Isuzu, the powerful three-litre turbo diesel Isuzu D-Max, born to play. So let's jump into this one. This is the game on Thursday night. I don't know why I'm laughing. It was, it was comical if you're in some ways. Broncos... Hosting the Rabbitohs at Suncorp Stadium are beaten 46 points to nil, 18 nil at half time. And the conversation that we were having here on NRL Nation was they're actually playing okay, the Broncos. Yeah. And they lose 46 nil. How has that happened, Brendan? Oh, I don't have any problems with it. I right. think, I, <laughs> yes, like, yes. I don't understand what the big issue is with Broncos being shit. No. Like, the Titans can come last six years in a row. The Sharks can be useless for 15 years. Yep. Um, every other team can have a, you know, the, we accept the Bulldogs are going a bit shit. Mm. The Panthers were shit for ages. Everyone's shit. Oh, the Broncos are shit. There's a, cri- there's a national crisis. <laughs> yeah. You know, in order to get happy, we need to embrace the times when we're not happy. And we need to learn from them, climb back out. I think the Broncos just need to just go, right, it's over. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Embrace it. Learn. Instead of every week going, how do we win the comp? How do we win the comp? So just see, where are you? Be where you are. And everyone, the egos in Brisbane and the newspapers just have to accept it's a time to be disgraceful. Yeah, so uh, who would have thought we'd be talking about the Broncos getting another wooden spoon? But it's going in the it's going in the kitchen. I guarantee it. Put but it in the, the kitchen. To start the game off, telling everyone that Pangai Junior won't be there next year or might be gone straight away. Jeez, that's rough. Isn't it? Imagine Junior. coming out to play, going, "Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, with the whole locker situation, mm. um, if you could pack that up after the game, that'd yeah, be great." We talk about players. Pangai Junior, he does my head in. Like he's a natural talent, isn't he? I need someone with his attitude and mindset of a Jake Trevojevic. Imagine he'd be a world class player if he had that's that right. mindset. But mate, no, he hasn't. I just, I just, I'm, I'm disappointed with the Broncos. They're good for 20 minutes, but the game goes for 80. Mm. Mm. Apparently, Tavita Pangai Jr. was in the sheds going, "Salt," <laughs> and then he went, "Contract." But you know what? There's something, there's something rancid in there at the moment. It's just not working because you watched little Dearden last night wax on a Cowboys jumper. I thought he was fantastic. Mm. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's the out best of the thing system. out of the system. I think Milford. You know, if if he could. Go to another club. We might see, you know, there's something in there, and I think they've got to embrace the fact that it's not going well instead of having these expectations of being this great, you know, champagne club. 
This is what Corey Parker said middle of the game. This is on courtesy of Fox League, the audio, but this was the Talk story to that us, Corey. Yeah, this was and apparently from what I understand, CEO of the Brisbane Broncos Dave Donahue went to the sideline reporters for each of the respective networks and told them the news. Here's Corey reporting it. Now our ace reporter on the sideline, Corey Parker in journalist mode tonight has uh, breaking news for us, Corey. What's that? What's the deal? Yeah, there's just some news that's come to light at the moment that uh, Tavita Pangai has been given permission by the Broncos uh, to look elsewhere for, for next year, so or even uh, as soon as maybe next week. So we'll wait and see how that unfolds. All righty, Corey Parker on the sideline here. SEN's Andrew Voss uh, calling that one too, courtesy of Fox League. So the other piece to go with that, Brendan, is that the players were told prior to the game. Now, I know Spud's got his very strong thoughts on Tavita Pangai Jr., but what I know is and, and understand is that he's a leader in that group. Mm. And so well, that's going to put of, everyone on the back In terms of Kevy's cake, you know, he's <laughs> kind of got the cake. He's taking little pieces of the cake out. and yeah. The cake's a mess. Yeah. It's a pavo. He did, he did talk about a cake. He did there talk about a cake. Upon layer, upon yeah, it's yeah. A bit, but, you know, this is, this is kind of what I'm saying is I, I reckon – you know, Kevy just embracing where it's at is at instead of hoping for something else and, mm. and getting rid of the guys that don't give a thousand percent every week mm. um, is probably the start of it. Yeah, mm. well, look at Pangai. Look, it's, um, um, as I said, I hate seeing natural talent go to waste. Payne Haas has a go every game. He's leading the front. But Pangai Jr., the only time I really see him stand out was probably two years ago when he took on Tom Lolo head on, smacked him how it should be taken. Yeah. I've never seen it again. Yeah. Oh, he's got that in him. He, he's so powerful. And, and he wants wasn't to. there? There was about ten clubs that are after him already, so everyone could see it. Uh, yeah, I think there are ten clubs that have made contact with him and coaches. And yeah. from what I understand, there's coaches that don't even have clubs that have made contact with <laughs> yeah. him and, and, and trying oh, to get in there. Pickup. So, great so I, I would, I, I think earlier this year in that mm. game where the the Broncos ran the Panthers really close, I think Tavita Pangai Jr. put himself on the other side of the field and said, "I want you, Viliami Kickout," and Viliami Kickout mm. did not want to know about it. Yeah, on his day, he's great, Jimmy. That's on his day. Every day. Okay. It should be every game. It should be The money he's on, it should, be, it should be on fire every game. I don't disagree with you on that. So I'm going to now make you his manager. Mm. Where would you advise Tavita Pangai Jr. to go? Where would I go? If yeah. I was a player, yeah. I want to be coached. There's only two or three good ones these days. Either the Roosters, Melbourne Storm. And if he, if he wants a bit of discipline, go to, go to the, uh, the, the West Tigers, Madge McGuire. They've all been background mm. of coaching of Melbourne. I love Madge, but he's got to have players there who want to play for Madge. The he Ma- loves his players. I don't see enough out of the players. The Madge, the Madge factor can backfire, though, because you've got to get those guys who are going to do those extra Some things and, and, and respond to the dictatorial mm. guy. Because I think a lot of the younger players these days, they don't respond to the spray. Mm. They don't respond to the, yeah, gap down and do that, you little piece of this. But Brenda, I don't I'm think pretty they sure like it's that. like acting as well, mate. Like you like to be your own person and sometimes mm. you need to be dictated to how to, how to do your acting, okay? Mm. Sometimes players, sometimes actors need to be told what to do. And he's oh, one of these players in each direction. He needs but direction. I, and there's no direction there at the Broncos. I like being told what, like where to stand and what to do. With, with the with the idea that I'll be doing it, you know what I mean, because they want me to do it, and I think that's that stuff that those great coaches do is they 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 know exactly what they want the player to do. They want them to play their brand of footy, yeah, you know what I mean, and bring the best out of your game, not kind of turn it into something else. But uh, yeah, but it's interesting. Cause I think because we've we've had you know a, a lot of uh, people north of the border 
are very obsessed with with this show. We've actually attracted. Oh, look, look, there's a number of sponsors that are already involved with the program, Red Rooster and Izuzu, and, and given some of the work that's happened during the course of the week and on the back of that game, we've actually got a, a, a new sponsorship opportunity, which is fantastic to introduce to you right now. This weekend, if you're in the Ben Hunt for some local seafood, plucked fresh from Red Hill River, get down to Seabold Seafood Market. End of financial year frenzy. This Wayne Bennett-founded, Kevin Walters' floundering Brisbane institution of stink is offering crazy deals on anything that swims. And trust me when I say this, anglers, all fish must go. With the Dearden Drummer and Brody Crabs now further upstream, local snapper Jake Turpin is only $2 a kilo. The Flat-Nosed Flegler, $3 a kilo. And from the Hetherington River, if you buy a tray of Tessie New Sashimi, we will throw in a free fillet of Tavita Pangai Perch for nothing. That's right, you can just have it. A whole fillet of Pangai, yours. And it's never been fresher. Don't under Underestimate the chewiness of our Matthew Lodge lobsters. Once you rip the claws off, they're just so soft in the centre. Instead of having a Tyson Gamble this weekend, take a punt on our meat section with the 12-year-aged Wagyu Carmichael Hunt. Not quite ready to put on the barbie, but showing signs it won't be long. Take a look at our halfback hake bargain ice box. We've got eight different varieties of halfback hake, all flavourless and all on the turn, but, geez, are they affordable. Whack them in a curry or a stew, you won't even notice. The marinated stag's fish, the Xavier floats, you won't want to miss our locally farmed Farmsworth herb squid. Seabold Seafood Market also boasts the Milford mussels. Impossible to pry open, but we hear they're quite tasty when you do. Anastasia-approved abalone. Albert Kelly Carp. Selwyn Cobbo. Ben Dobbo. You're a yobbo. If only we didn't sell Walsh and Nico. Pour some Forex on the barbie and you won't feel the pain. And before you ask, no, we don't sell pain hearts. Seabold Seafood Market, right on the Red Hill River. Who's <laughs> oh, outstanding? Uh, so uh, there's no get real down there. We... Get down there on the weekend. There's some great bargains there, isn't there? How long did that take you to do? What's that? How long did that take you to do? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I just did that this morning, about half oh, yeah. an hour or something. Was there, a, was there a contact point for Seabold Seafood Markets? They're right on the river down there at Red Hill. So Red Rooster, Isuzu, and Seabold's Seafoods Market. Seafood Market, Market on the Red Hill River. Yeah, on the Red Hill River. Yeah. The, the Wayne lodge... Bennett owned, Kevin <laughs> Walters run. Yes. <laughs> Seabold Seafood Market. <laughs> Offloading everything. I think everything in the river is for sale, How many... except for pa- the Payne Haas Perch. How many half-baked ha- uh, haki? Eight. Half- there's eight. eight. There were eight. There. That's right. There were eight. eight. There was eight. That was right. And, and you know what? We're only just over halfway through the season. That's so right. Could, we're not done yet. There could be more species <laughs> of halfback coming your way at Seabold's Seafood Market on the Red Hill River. Lodge lobster with the tomato sauce? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Once yeah, you I'd... rip the claws off, a little bit soft in there. <laughs> Very clever, mate. Very clever. That is, that is outstanding. Um, Kevin Walters has... Oh, how would we best describe it if he was on a leather couch? Has some issues that he has to move through. One of the issues that he had was in the post-game press conference. It was cringeworthy at times, and Pete Bedell from the Courier Mail did not miss. Well, we, we've got a plan at our place. We've been saying it all year about restructuring our roster. So, yeah, that's what it's that's what it's about. We need to restructure our whole football club. Everyone, everyone is under review, including myself. So, we're all just going to have you know the next period have a really good look at all of ourselves and which we've already done. There's a plan. There's a plan there, but we will have a you know 
we'll all just have to have a good look, look at ourselves and look at where we're at because, you know, whilst there were some things that didn't go our way tonight, we're, you know, we're not up to scratch, mate, you know, just not up to NRL level. That's it, basically. Yeah, it's not good enough. Morale in the place because there's probably going to be a lot of players nervous about where they stand over the next few weeks. Oh, well, look, everyone's had um, 15 weeks to prove themselves and their value on the football field. So we're all under the microscope, you know, not just players, coaches, performance staff, everyone's everyone's in the firing line. You've had 15 weeks as well, Kev, but it looks like the side's gone backwards, like there were signs of regeneration. Like, do you feel you're up to this job? Yeah, mate, yeah, certainly do. I wouldn't say we've gone backwards. We've got three wins from 15 games and we've got 10 to go. So come and see me at the end of the year, Pete. Well, um, at one stage, Pete Bedell from the Courier Mail, and, and let's put it on the table, he and Wayne Bennett enjoy a very good relationship. So make of that what you will. But he at one point said, do you think Wayne could help? <laughs> Kevin went, oh, no, that's fine. Thanks very much. Mm. He didn't oh, miss wow. him. Didn't miss him at all. I feel, I feel for Kevin because you always see of him being the jovial sort of type um, mate, there's no laugh to come in that body anymore. He is hurting. He, he'd be looking up at that Fox Sports commentary box going, geez, that was nice up there last yeah. year, wasn't it? <laughs> Just calling yeah. the game and relaxing with Vonnie yeah. and, and Brandy. But, you know, you got to, the questions are right. I, I love it when he said the other, they said, are you frustrated? He goes, no, I'm not frustrated. No, I'm not frustrated. <laughs> oh, do I, uh, no. There's nothing frustrating about it. <laughs> How long you been paranoid? Yeah. Well, ever since they started plotting yeah, against exactly. me. I'm not frustrated. <laughs> and, you know, because people are saying it's gone backwards since Seabolt's left and mm. all sorts of things. And you wonder, you know, it, he has inherited a mess. Is it Kevy's fault that it's not getting better? I don't know. Like, mm. I, I, I actually think it's an attitude philosophy thing from the, the front desk, which is what, they're not embracing the fact that it's broken. They're just trying to like quickly solve it every week. Yes. Instead of going, all right, let's let's have a really big honesty chat here yeah. about what the hell is going on and with all the people who are running it. Yeah, so, we, so, so mate, we know we know one person can fix it. Can you see him ever going back? Never. Wayne Bennett. Not whilst Carl Morris is there as chairman. Mm. So they, they pretty much have an irreparable um, relationship. So um Carl Morris is still there as chairman. Not many chairmen sack themselves. Right. Not many chairmen sack themselves. So um, Peter Nolan, he's gone. He's the recruitment manager, the general manager of football. So he's gone. So um, Andrew Kroll, he's the high-performance chief. He's gone. Changes are being made. Dave Donahue's been in there for four weeks. He's the CEO that's come from the Melbourne Storm. He has to make changes. So he's got um, – how far those ca- changes go, we have to wait and see. The the playing personnel is changing. We know that. Tevita Pangai Jr. has yeah. been told, hey, mate, you've, you can go get something. See you later. Yeah, because you've got Adam Reynolds coming out, and that's exciting. But Adam Reynolds isn't like a Michael Jordan who's just going to walk into any town and all of a sudden, you know, you're going to make the playoffs, is he? That's right. He's a great player because you look at those guys at South who he passes the ball to and those forwards that get up the centre, you know, are Burgess and Cam Murray. Yeah. You know, and then he's got probably the greatest, you know, left side back line um, going round that I've seen. Um, so Adam Reynolds is surrounded by talent. I mean, I, I really like that Herbie Barnworth. He's a good player. I, I think he's a great yeah. player. Stags, if, if Stags gets his his head screwed on, gets off the sauce, and and has a <laughs> chat right. with the Jake Travojevic, you know, there's blokes in the game that just shouldn't have a schooner. They should have a kombucha. You know what I mean? And yeah. just while you're playing rugby league, don't drink and yeah. go and yeah. go. You know, you wouldn't see a hundred meter runner. 
getting on the piss on a Saturday night because they're like, yeah. you know what, you know how sh- short your career is till you're 30 yeah. or whatever. It's like, why don't you just be a full-on athlete while you, because you don't know how lucky you are. Yeah. That you that you've got this little period of time, and so I think that there's a whole because sometimes they're getting thrashed, and the mm. cameras go over to the players, and they're all having a laugh and right. on the phones, and they've got the beanies on. I'm like, no, nah, you remember when the Melbourne Storm get beaten? It looks like Gallipoli. It looks like there's, <laughs> there's dead soldiers right. on the ground. Yeah. Like they, like Cameron Smith. Like if he got beaten in round six, like they'd be going, how did that yeah. happen to yeah. us? Yeah, and they yeah. were like, they're at a funeral. You know what I mean? Whereas you look over at Brisbane and they're getting flogged 40 and they're all having a high five and a TikTok and a whatever. Yeah. yeah no. It certainly changed the, actually, that was the, one of the clubs to go to all those years ago. Eight yeah. years ago, nine years ago, it was, it was the place to go to. But now players aren't even looking at it. So where do we, so we, so if if we've identified there's a number of problems, who do we who do we have to apportion the responsibility for that? Like who, do, Darren Lockyer is involved in the recruitment and retention up there. He's a board member. Darren yeah. Lockyer's name hasn't been mentioned. Now, Darren Lockyer is a great player and outstanding human. But if you're making these decisions, where does accountability go? Where does Carl Morris, where does the accountability go? Where's Paul White, the ex-CEO? Mm. Where does the accountability go there for the seven, eight or nine players that have not only contracts that are beyond what they're worth, but then have options in their favour mm. for one and two years? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think they've probably got to go and, you know, work on some construction sites, go out to some rural areas. <laughs> I'm serious. Get some full-on perspective mm. at how hard people's lives are. Starts digging some holes on 40-degree days for Telstra. Yeah. Um, you know, go out and see how yeah. some other people live, go into some com- rural communities and then hear and see the love people have for the Broncos, see the love people have for rugby league and go, hang on, you know, I've got a little burst here. I've got a little opportunity. Wow. And, and I, yeah. I think that because I think they get the free passes there, the free beers, the free McDonald's, the car. They walk down through Brisbane. They're like, oh, there's the Broncos. And they're yeah. like, that's right. That's right. You know what I mean? And I think cut all that out and, you know, get have some reality. Cut out all the privilege and go, you know, you do it all yourself. Yeah. You bring your costumes. You bring costumes. <laughs> you bring your oranges. You know, get back to really working <laughs> class rugby league, you know, from the yeah. era you were brought up yeah. in of, you know, road jogs and, mm. you know, real basics. Well, I was listening to a, um, a, a podcast from Matty John's show from yesterday and his brother, Joey, brought up about, you know, he, he gets up early, he was walking around Brisbane, he can't believe all the, all the posters of these Broncos players and they've got their shirts off. I said, wait, why have these blokes got shirts off photos? They've done nothing in the game. He goes, I have the same experience when I go to Newcastle. There's no players there who really deserve to be doing this. Mm. But with regards, as you spoke before, Brendan, um, you know, that one of their players was down injured. They went, they, they scanned to the, where the bench was. Mm. They're giggling. Yeah, Like, giggles. seriously, giggling. Imagine if I was at Manly and that happened. Like, yeah. if Bozo sees one look, mate, you're not playing the next week. Yeah. Sure, you might be out injured, but guarantee you're not going to come back for a long time. It's always what annoys me about NBA when a guy misses a free throw and they all go and give you Yes, they do. They do. It's that same psychology of like, don't touch him, he missed. They do. You know what I mean? I think the Broncos need to employ that whole thing. If no, not until you do something do, about, you, do you get a cuddle. What about yeah. when they drop the ball these days and they go and they pat them on the back say, yeah, mate, yeah. you're like you don't get a smack on the head. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. take a jumper off them. You know what I mean? What would, I think. What would Tommy Radonikus have done? What here? would Tommy have <laughs> done? Screamed at you. No, I reckon sometimes it's a big honesty thing. Like mm. I reckon there's definitely some problems, you know, in the office. But I, I think they've all got to get in there and go. Well, Kevy, to be honest, I don't feel this, and I don't, I can't communicate with him. And 
I don't know if he's actually interested. I'd love to hear what Payne Haas has to say. Yeah. I'd like, you know, the whole thing of getting the legends in, that's all crap because the younger players, they're not interested in that. Half, the, half of them probably don't watch footy on the weekends. You know, Absolutely. they're into photography and Instagram and whatever. Yes. You know what I mean? They're a different breed. Yeah. They might not, you know, know some of the, 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 the immortals. But I think what you've got, you've got to go in on is their level and say, how do you want it to work? Right. How do you want to play footy? What's your dream? And get them all talking to each other instead of trying to bring them into the Talis Kevin Walters old school philosophy is maybe ask them. Go to the players. Yeah. How do and, you feel? And you know what used to do that really well? Rod McQueen. Right. So the, the great Australian no rugby coach. He, right. great, he, he just won everything when he was coach of the Wallabies. And you know what he did? He asked the players, okay, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Okay, yeah. great, great. And make them think that they're controlling it. And then mm. when everything goes wrong, they go, well, hang on. No, no you asked for this. Yeah. So you've got to take responsibility for it. Yeah, you ask a bit of that empowering. Yeah, empowering. empowering but, um, but also not giving them the magic treatment yet. But like going in. For, for for the full honesty session, you know, maybe I should give him a bit of a theatre workshop. I should Ooh. go up and do a theatre workshop. Me there and you, go. Spud, what do you reckon? I've got a word for you. Yeah. Protocols. Protocols. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Speaking of the eighth immortal, speaking of the eighth immortal, this is uh, the, the grab that you have heard Very from good. Andrew Johns yesterday. Go watch last night. The thing that stood out for me, which stunk the worst. John Asiata, head clash, down, on the stretcher, neck brace. Getting beat by 30-odd points at that stage. They flashed to the bench. The players behind the bench, the Broncos players, were all laughing and joking and, and yeah. chatting to each other. Could you imagine Man, back in the day at Newcastle when oh Alec, Mermans, Alec Mermans started the, the principles and the behaviour? He spoke to the lower grades. When first grade was playing, you all had to sit there. You weren't allowed to have a beer, regardless if you could win 80-0. 21s, you don't have a beer until the first grade players have their first beer. You walk off the field. You shake hands. You are not allowed to talk to the opposition unless you are best friends or you're related. I don't want to see you on the field. If a player makes a break, an opposition player, and even though you know you can't chase him down, you chase him all the way to the line. Yeah, I watched that last night and I thought, well, that sums up where the Broncos are. These blokes just do not care if they win or lose. Morning Glory with Matty Johns. That was Matty and Andrew speaking about how the changing times, mm. which you've just highlighted, Brendan. Yeah, absolutely. And... and I think they're making some really good observations there. But the thing is, do you try to force these players into the old way of thinking or do you go to them? And I, I think there might be something about going, what, you know, what, why are you guys playing footy? What did you always want to do? And um, because I don't know if they're going to respond yeah. to that, that form of discipline. I, I, I disagree with that because I, I think that people and, and character is universal and mm. timeless. So Wayne Bennett's 71 years of age, mm. and he is still able to communicate with people who are 50 years younger than him. So what, what is about that? So yeah, I think there's a universality about that. So, uh, and it's, so we think Tom Traboy, I look at Tom Traboy and think, world's nicest bloke, you know, we heard all these things about it, magnificent player. But until that game against the Eels, where there was the break from, from the Eels, and Tom came up with the tackle, and they made the break because yeah. Taniela Paseca, a middle forward, was a little bit slow on his, on his middle and making up his half yard. He was about three yards short, mm. to be honest. Mm. Tom Trebojevich screamed yeah, at him, yeah. absolutely screamed at him. And I thought, that's a champion. Mm. Because his expectation of himself and everyone else is that you, you don't do those things that they would have talked about all week. I, I thought that was a great insight. That sort of competitiveness mm. is not seeing you laughing when you're down 30 nil. Uh. 
But I think it's also comes down to your grounding of your, how you've been brought up. You know, respect. I don't see enough respect these days. Like, you know, you go on a bus and someone stands up for a lady. I still do that. You've got to do that. And I've taught my son, I've taught my daughter about respect. And some of these players, they get it too easy. Like, these are 21, 22-year-olds with a heap of money. We're talking big money. Mm. Like, we're more coming through, mate. It was peanuts compared to what they, they were getting. But there was more respect. Talking about, you know, I always held a job. It was either selling something. Mm. Roughhead walking in trying to sell something. But these players... None of them work. Mm. Put them behind the bar, pull them beers, a couple of schooners in you, right, mm. and then saying thank you for for following me in rugby league. I yeah. don't see enough of that. No, I remember when I, it, it, you know, playing for Delar in Cronulla, and all the boys that were going on to the Sharks were either um, policemen or working in construction yeah, yeah, tradies, yeah. and then they go to the footy, and and even when they became professional, they still kind of had their jobs, and and you know that that was kind of inbuilt into the culture. But I I, I don't know. There's something. There's something going on on up there because sometimes they'll show this 20 minutes and and there, there's a team there yes, uh, and there's I, talent. I, I think there's there massive. is the flick of a switch mm. within the Broncos culture that could happen. I think we we can judge from the outside. We don't really know what it's like on the inside, so we're just speculating. But I think there might be an easy fix into because they're such talented players. You see, you know, when Xavier Coates when they get you know, a bit of flourish. They can smash an opposition with confidence. Yes. yes. They're confidence players, you know. But w- So how do you give them confidence? How do you go to them? Yeah. But, you know, I always think play to your strengths. You know, when I'm directing people, it's like, what are you good at? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and when I'm going to do an audition or an improvisation or w- whatever, I'm like, w- what am I good at? I, you know, always play to something that comes naturally yeah. to you. And I think going to them and going, you know, where are you guys at? How do you feel about your rugby league and what are your strengths and passions? Might be, a, you know, instead of trying to fix it with the, the old school doctrines. I, I don't think it's going to happen unless there's personnel changes. Mm. But if Wayne Bennett walked into Red Hill But tomorrow, Wayne Bennett how, does go how, human to human. That's right. You know what I mean? How long he, would it take them to be The way he coaches a Latrell would be very different to how he would coach a, a Cameron Murray. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. I, I, my, I always said, I don't know if Wayne Bennett knows the rules of rugby league. No, I think he matter. just knows about men. He's yes. like, how are you going? How's your mum? Yes. How, how's the leg? How, yeah. Have you got your car registered? Yes. You know what I mean? Go out there and have some fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he knows how to deal with personalities. And mm. I think you do have to go almost like a counsellor yeah. and yeah. go, well, he, he loves a big chat and a big cuddle. This bloke just wants to know, run that direction. Yeah. yeah. You know, this bloke wants to know he's popular. Yeah, but the prime example was last last year with the uh, the Origin. It was a late call-up for him to go in there. He only had limited time. <laughs> and he turned that into a machine that wanted to play for Wayne Bennett. Wayne yeah. Bennett's the sort of coach. And I had him at – I had Bob Fulton. He'd, he'd say, Spud, run through that brick wall. I'd yeah. say, how big you want the hole? Yeah. Some other coaches, you go, mate, you go first. Yeah. There's quite a few out there at the moment. But Wayne Bennett, mate, you'd run through three brick walls for him. Because mm. I think I think he makes you feel really special. Like I think he works you really hard and he has expectations, but I think he sees what you've got to offer, mm. and he wants to watch you explode with that. He wants to watch you be the best you can be. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I don't know. You look in there, and they all look like they're in trouble. They all look like they're in the principal's office. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they don't look like. Geez, Kevy's really got my back. Queens Bruce yeah. Broncos really reckon I can do something yeah. here today. You know. Yeah, I know we've been talking about you know, old times, and I'm I'm so wrapped that I actually played three grand finals, and I actually won one with when I was at Manly. But I had the opportunity. A lot of people don't know this. In '92, I got a phone call at home. It was late. And my dad said it's Wayne Bennett. I said, "Yeah, good on you, Dad." It was a G up, and I hopped on the phone. It was Wayne Bennett, and it was back then. It was when the draft was on, 
and I oh, yeah, uh, he yeah. wanted me as the number one draft choice. And I went, look, mate, I'm going to stay home. I'm a family guy, and I decided not to go. And they ended up picking up Lazo, and they win a comp after comp after comp. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. I wasn't make that decision, but I've had a good chat with Wayne a couple of times. Um, just regards, and he said, mate, you should be proud of what you did. But I look at these South players, and I, and I, thought, I said to Tom Burgess, you guys are so lucky to have someone like that in your life. It's mm. just it's not learning about footy. I don't know how much of a footy coach is, but it's life skills. And yeah. you can just through, see the way they play and the way they, they they just love each other, these players, and they'll do anything for the coach. And and temporary father figures in our life, you know, that come in mm. through our life. Like you can see that Wayne Bennett is kind of like a father figure for a lot of yeah. them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's right. going to bring out your skills too. No doubt. Much like Spud's providing for me today when he told me about my defence, which he spent 20 years hidden. Well, mate, seriously, you no, you're, you're a very good low tackler. Oh, you could tell go. by the, your knees. It was always bark off the knees. <laughs> bark. <laughs> bark, which means right. hits the ground first. But <clears throat> I, no, I just can't remember, remember you um, ever, I was, ever taking I was someone the, high. I, I like Michael Speechley, the lawnmower. Oh, I he was oh, the worst. Oh, that's how I used to tackle around the ankles. There you go. Crunch time. We've got to get to a break. It's all thanks to Red Rooster, Izuzu, and Seabold's Seafoods Market. Yeah, welcome back to the program. We've got about 27 minutes remaining in this, but Spud and right. I are sticking around because we're looking forward to calling the Knights v. the Warriors game. That's coming up at 3 o'clock. You'll hear it on nrlnation.com.au. So Mark, Carol, Brendan, Cow, I'm Jimmy Smith. It's crunch time. Thanks to Red Rooster's new spicy wings. The Rooster's calling. And Izuzu, the three-litre Izuzu D-Max, born to live, and Seafood, uh, Seabold Seafoods Markets. Do they, do they have a strap line, a, a sort of a, a mission statement, a, a tagline? Uh, Seabold's uh, seafood market on the Red Hill River. Get them fresh. Get them fresh. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'll work on the bike. Sorry, mate. I'll put you on the spot there. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I've got to talk to the marketing team because uh-huh. it's all expanding. Yes, at the moment, yeah. after the initial burst this afternoon, so we're actually looking at going um, out of Thailand and like oh. there's a lot of stuff happening. Okay, right. And so <laughs> the marketing, getting the marketing team in there right. and connected with where we're going to base things because everything's changing. Oh, it's um, fast moving because it, a lot of things going online now. Yes, so true. that's kind of where we're just trying to work out where to keep the prawns frozen, basically. But it's exciting. Have you got the domain name seaboldsseafoodsmarket.com.au? Uh, that was already taken. Oh, I don't even know <laughs> how. Um, so we kind of um, we had to spell the seabirds with a Z or something. Yes, anyway, yes, right, I'll talk right. to Rachel and the girls and we'll let you know. This happened so quickly. Um, gear up. Uh, well, by the way, we're gearing up for Dometic. Gear up for the game. Thanks to Dometic. Fuel your adventure with Dometic's outdoor drinkware. Now, we... Gave our man Spudley a little bit of homework. Spudicus. Spudicus. There we go. You did your uh, – in conjunction with Seabold Seafoods Market. Yeah, yeah. You, well, you I'm know. brand ambassador at That's the right. moment. That's right. Um, yeah. I'm kind of B-grade actor sponsor <laughs> for where it's headed until Anthony and Rach and the girls take it right. over. But uh, Spudicus is going to take it right up a notch. He's going to raise the bar Okay. Uh, now with his very own mm. segment. Um, Spud, where are we at? Bring the power, hang bring on, the noise, hang, bring just, the chaos. Yeah, okay. right, hang on, hang on. We, you've got an intro. Thank you. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. There we go, that's it. How good is this? No, right. seriously. Six million dollars. On a Thursday, I'm, I usually do the uh, cage rattler with Spud Carroll. This is my second episode. This one's be called the Six Million Dollar Man. Okay. Yo. If I had six million dollars to build the best state of origin player ever, right? Yeah. This can include a bit of Queensland, a bit of New South Wales, a bit of Kiwi. Oh, okay, yeah. nice! I like okay, that. Okay, so done the that. first okay, part, yeah, yeah. the head. Yes, 
best in the, in the game at the moment, Brian To'o. I love saying his name. To'o. He has this solid head as seen in State of Origin 1. But it's the hair which has me going. Yeah. The padding is unbelievable. Whatever products he's using, it makes his hair look moist and fantastic. Maybe emu oil. Or- the brain. Yeah. Oh, this was yeah. an easy one. And yes, it's a Queenslander. Cameron Smith. He played like he had three brains. Mm. Always ahead of the game. <laughs> Shoulders. Not one big one. Three separate no, ones. Three and one brain. Oh, I see. Three and one head. Okay. A three one for head. one offer. One, one head, player, front, back, and... One ref. <laughs> one wrestle. Exactly. <laughs> Shoulders. Next part of the, uh, the uh, armour is uh, a good mate of mine, and I actually got hit with a couple of times. This guy, Peter Johnson. Oh. He's had the student headgear. Yes. When he hit you, your body would shake. What was his nickname? The Cutter. The Cutter. You know why? Cut you in half. He made his own nickname up. I said, it made a nickname. I said, what is he? He goes, Cutter. He said, why is that? He goes, because I cut him in half and everyone turned their back on him. I said, okay, so now it's Cutter. From now on, chest. Oh, I've seen photos. Actually, you showed me. Cameron Murray. Hey, can, oh. hang, hang, on, on, hang on, Can I just clear that you pointed at Brendan Cow then yeah, when you well, said he, you showed me? He well, showed me a photo. Spud has seen me do bench <laughs> presses in his gym many a time. So I think when he thinks big yeah. chest, oh, he thinks me. Yeah. But I'm not playing rugby league professionally at the moment. No, but not Cameron yet. Murray, the way no. he's built is he's got the oh, chest in his body. A, he's got the wedge. chest for his it's, it's a it's, wedge. It's called a wedge. Correct. I wrote that in. It's called a beautiful but, little mate, nipples. It doesn't look like he does many other exercises except <laughs> he just bench does chest press. Okay. Righto. Torso. Chest very, day every day. Yeah. Torso. Yeah. Very important of a athlete these days. At O'Car, oh. mate. There's more fat in the chip. He has a. <laughs> he hasn't got a six pack. He's got what they call an eight pack. Yeah. Me, I've got a one pack, like Airs Rock. Glutes, major part of the body. Where North are they? Queensland. Tomalulu. I like saying this, North Queensland. He's a powerful human, all driven with oversized glutus maximus. Uh-huh. That is called buttocks. Uh-huh. Is that who Russell Crowe played in Gladiator? It was. It was. Come with me. No, but he's, he's got amazing power. So he's, he's the glutes, thighs. <laughs> There's only one person. And we're going back yesteryear, and that's the great Rod Wisher. Oh, oh, yeah. I've never seen better. Yeah. Like Cameron Murray, wish he only did squats. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Way he had down. massive quads, uh-huh. but he had a body like a pretzel. Did he? Yeah, he did. Carbs. Oh, this is one of my favourite. And you'll probably know this one, Jimmy. Terry Hermanson. There's the oh. Kiwi in the Kiwi. Oh, yeah. The only player ever played with and against who couldn't get his socks to cover the carbs. That's true. They are the world's biggest carbs. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. I don't think you get your hands around these carbs. That's how big they were. Have yeah. you given that a try? I can see. Yeah, yeah he You has. can never do it. Yeah, no, he has. And the Look last piece of the body, feet. <laughs> Um, this includes step and evasion. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, this player is leaning, uh, leaving us to go to the dark side, that being rugby union. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he will create havoc like he does in the game of rugby league, that being two of us a check. Mm-hmm. I love the way he plays. He just glides across the pitch, mm-hmm. left and right step, turns you inside out. So if I had six million bucks... That's how I put a body together. Oh, that yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, well yeah. done, Spud. Thanks, man. I don't and you could do it in installments. But I, and maybe uh, what about the jaw? Jaw. Yeah. Mm. Just another part of the body. Last night's halfback, I would say, for the jaw. Oh, yeah. Nathan okay. Cleary. Then we could put nose. We could Lever, put a nose or, on there. Or we could probably put um, Hooney in there as the. Yeah. <laughs> Justice. <laughs> yeah. Well, Justice. Aren't Queensland playing Hooney this next <laughs> yeah, Sunday? Yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. Spud. Wasn't man. that great? Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. So the Nathan Cleary jaw, yeah. 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 He's got, yeah, he's kind of like that Jay Leno. And cheekbones too, hasn't he? He's got yeah, he's cheeks. got G-Lo. And see last night when he had the red eye, oh, yeah. he looked 
like some kind of Terminator generated. He, he did. And he and he doesn't he play like it. Mm. Roosters twelve nil up. I think they could have been eighteen nil up if they went in the corner with that pass from Morris to Tupo. And you're thinking, you know, I tipped the Roosters. I thought you never know. Panthers are a bit dis- rattled. Then all of a sudden, Cleary goes, "No, nah, I might start playing now." Yeah. <laughs> and for the next twenty five minutes. It was ridiculous. He, he just went, no, I'm just going to control the whole yeah, thing. Home. I'm going to put a kick there. I'm going to put a bloke in there. I'm going to stop the ball there. Sorry, I, this is my game. Yeah, I think they got the record now for the most home game wins in a, in a, in a row. But they they were chasing the Manly, actually. 1995, we had 15 wins in a row. Oh, did I think you? They, they, got, they blew out at 12. I think you might find the Sharks had 16 in a row the year we won. 2016 Grand Final. I, I think, think we so. won 16 in a row. Is that right? Or do I just fantasize <laughs> at night on my own? I was thinking the Panthers are so far ahead of everybody else in the comp. Maybe it's legal to, no. to hit the Panthers high oh, and not get an sent off and just one. have yeah. a rule. Head right. high is bad unless yeah. against the Panthers. Unless, just to level some yeah, things right. up. Because the football, the brand of football, I mean, do you, what, you guys are ex-players watching it. Do, does this, is this normal what they're doing? Have you, do you, can you relate this to other teams you played back in the day? Because I, I don't know if I've ever seen footy as clean and tidy as it. It's just a slick, it's Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, it certainly is. It's the old, old analogy. If you get your defence right, your attack comes. They've yeah. got the best defence at the moment. They actually, right. they, they just work for each other on the inside. You can see by the emotion when someone does a great tackle, they go over there and they that's when they deserve a pat on the back or, or a hit yeah. on the backside, but not when you drop the ball. Yeah. No. Don't have that. But I just think the Panthers, um, the Melbourne Storm, they're just like a machine. Yeah, you've got the Roosters love this time of season. Um, Parramatta, they, they've got to get their, their finger out. But it's going to be a great top eight. another level. Watching them last night was ridiculous. Mm. And then Bert, Burton's footwork, the one-hand pass – so I don't, I don't know what's going on. Those tries, I look at the tackles. There's no way I could mm. last one tackle. I, I, I would that'd be over for me. I don't think I'd handle the tries celebrations. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the way that some of the blokes hit each other. <laughs> if I was in the in goal and a guy came at me and hit me, I, yeah. I'd be I would be scared to score a try from the way that people embrace you. I, I'd be knocked out from a try celebration. Yeah. <laughs> but the go forward has been immense, hasn't it? Hasn't like, it? Um, Fisher Harris. Yeah. Oh, I wish he. I wish he was played for New South Wales. I wish he was there. In Australia, no, he is unbelievable. Well, everywhere they go, everywhere they yeah. go is immense yeah. power, and that's what I mean about the Broncos. They they've got you know arguably just as much talent around, but what is it? How can they click into it, that mentality? You know what I mean? I think there's a switch there that the Panthers they love being around each other, and they you know they've been given license yep. to roam, haven't they? Yep. Licensed to play footy, licensed to roar like a panther. Yeah, well, they've got the juniors, uh, Brendan. Like they've all come through the mm. junior ranks, um, but they you can see they. It's like you've got to enjoy going to training. I look at these other teams. I can't see they enjoying going. The Broncos don't like going to training. No, yeah, but you look at the the, the the Penrith Panthers. They're always jovial around, but when it's time to click in the gear, mate, yeah. they're hard to beat. Game time. Mm. Mm. You know the uh, round sixteen game at Brookvale Oval in nineteen ninety five. You know who beat you? Do you know what happened? Yeah, you know what? Who, hang on, hang on. Uh, get, I know you guys beat us. Yeah, guess, the guess, <laughs> guess who wasn't? Guess who? Was, hey, hey, we're talking about mentality. Guess who wasn't playing? You weren't. Thank you. Right, you wouldn't have lost. Fear? What? Oh no, no I had a, I had a, had a uh, quadricept. No, they had a quadricept. No, it was actually ninety-five. It was ninety-five. I remember that game. Yeah, because I had a. A pin hanging out of my finger. Well, hang on. Was it a quadricep or a pin? No, You're making a, stuff up. It was up. a pin. I'm looking at my right. finger now. It's bent. And, and that was uh, three weeks. And the last the next week, um, you know, Bozo asked me to play for a game. And I 
should have been there for six. I took it out. That's the thing it was. But I wish I took it out for the game against the Roosters. That was the yeah, one we won that, that when, one uh, yeah, pretty when, comfortably. Yeah, 21 yeah, that was that 16. was when Gus went off. Get him off! Get him off! He's saying the Gala was captain. Get him off! Get him off! Sean Garlic was captain of the side, and yep. Gus said, "Take him off the field. Walk off the field." David Jay was the referee on that occasion. Why is that? Oh, he wasn't happy with the um, free throw that uh, the Manly side were getting at their home ground because oh, right. we went out to a twenty-one to two or twenty-one to four lead, and then here come Manly, and everything just went against us. So Gus said to Ronnie Palmer, "Get a message to Sean Garlic and tell him to tell David Jay." I am bringing the team from the field. <laughs> we are refusing <laughs> to play. Yeah, and we're like, what? <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie Jimmy, what are you, you talking about? Like, you can see Gus, he actually gets sent off. Yeah, Gus he got gets, sent he off. Goes, you get off, get yeah. off, because he was sitting on the ground. Yeah. He was in his chair and they went, out, you're out the back. So he got kicked off Brookvale Oval, Gus, because he was blowing up so much. You know how many more NRL games David J refereed? How many? Zero. <laughs> never again. Powerful man, the Gus. Never, never again. Never, never refereed another Very game. Powerful. In the National Rugby League. So there you go. 1-300-01-1170-0457-736-736. Uh, that was gearing up. Thanks to Dominic. A new segment for Spud as well. Enjoy the great outdoors with all the comforts of home with Dominic. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll have our Saturday standouts here on Crunch Time. It sure is. We're just about done here on a Saturday afternoon as well. Make sure you stick around, though. We've got the game coming up very shortly. It's the Knights and the Warriors, and we'll be calling that on NRL Nation. Spudley, I can see Tim Minar out there just getting ready, just a study of concentration about what he's doing. Have a look at the big fella. Um, I heard the comment last night when I was driving home. I actually heard you finishing the show, and... uh and uh, Finchie was saying it's going to be a bit strange having two front rowers and yourself. It wasn't gonna, nice. It wasn't nice. No, no. I'm, Finchie, I know where you live. <laughs> um, well, you, actually, I, you don't. I, I do. No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. I've got spies out there. Mate, he's moved because I had to drop him home last night and he's at a new address. Yeah, that's where I was. I, I, I heard he's just, um, he's got a little uh, little tent city in Bank West. Because <laughs> I had a night out there and he, he, really, and he was very generous. Um, I went out to the Bank West um, to watch a game, watch the Sharks. Uh-huh. Um, mm. And, uh, geez, he loves that Bank West. So Who I, does? Timmy, yeah, Timmy Minard. I've heard does Timmy he? Minard's moved in to Bank yeah. West. He's no, I'm, I'm, fixture. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing two front rows, what we can create some havoc. Call but you were more of a halfback, weren't you? I mean, you, you have, you, didn't you kick a field goal at yeah. some point? Oh, I, I did catch, kick one, yeah. Front yeah, row. Exactly. I was playing front row then, but I did play five out until I was 18. There you go. Uh-huh. And then I, uh, my body grew and then my head grew. So Yeah, yeah. sure mm. did. Well, hasn't speaking stopped, of body no, parts, <laughs> speaking of body parts, yeah. when you were going through the six yeah. million dollar man, were you <clears throat> were you tempted to head south into yeah, other kind of regions? Old, uh, um, what they call the old Jats crackers. Yes, um, I was. Yeah, I knew this was going to be brought up. Yeah, but I stayed way way away from Smart it. Man, see that Jimmy mm. Brave New World. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? I don't know why we don't want to make the daily it's called PC, mail. mate. It's called PC. The Brave yeah. New World. And what happens in the showers in rugby league stays in the showers, doesn't it? Yeah, hundred percent, exactly. All right. Uh, crunch time. Thanks to Isuzu, the three-liter Isuzu D-Max, born to play. And Red Rooster, try their new spicy wings, the re- uh, Rooster's Calling, and Seabold Seafoods Markets. Uh, uh, Seabold Seafoods Markets, that's a seafoods with a z.com.au. Yeah, yeah. yeah, get them uh, fresh. <laughs> get, get them cheap. Yeah. Everything's on sale. Everything's on Except sale. Except for that's... the pain hearts. That the, the pain hearts, you're not getting that cheap. You're not getting that cheap. Hey, uh, 1-300-01-1170, that is the open line number. The text line, though, 0457-736-736. Rod from Nowra, who we spoke to a little bit earlier, hey, said Rod. we had a 15 wins and a draw in 2016. So it was 16 games without a defeat. 
Thank you very much. Rod from Nara. So you so are absolutely... As a Sharks fan, I'm rounding that up. To six, six <laughs> Round it up, that's right. Uh, loving the terrific trio today. Lots of laughs covering different topics. Daniel from Adelaide. Daniel, compliments will get you everywhere. So absolutely thank you on that everywhere. one. Shout out to Rundle Street. That's right. <laughs> uh, a couple of games today. Uh, three games today, in fact. Knights v Warriors. Have you got any thoughts on the Knights v Warriors? Well, I was dead set on the Knights until I uh, heard that Caelan Ponga wasn't mm. playing. I thought that with Mitchell Pearce coming back, yes, um, which is true, yeah. right? He's going to play rugby league today for the Newcastle Knights. Yeah. And uh, I was devastated with Bradman Best. I love watching yeah. him. God, he's a great runner, isn't he? He, he certainly he is. Clean, him and Kalen cleaned up the Sharks. Um, but, yeah, I think without KP, I think the Warriors might just do it. All right. Well, that brings us to Saturday Standouts, brought to you by the powerful three-litre turbo diesel Isuzu D-Max. No matter the adventure, the Isuzu D-Max is born to play. Spudley or mm. Spudicus, mm. do you have uh, a st- Saturday Standout? Uh, stand out. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing in the game, the Newcastle game, Clemmer coming back. Um, yes. He, he's been out for a couple of weeks. He'd be dirty. He's not playing Origin. Mm-hmm. He'd be able to prove a point. And for the Newcastle Knights, as a, as a team, you want to try and make the top eight. Okay, then it's a new competition. And I think Clemmer's got to, uh, he owes a side. I'm looking for a big performance. He's on the Judy Dench too. Yeah, but his impact the will be great. He'll come, starting. Out, he'll come out and whack someone hard. But... Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing what he can but do. But then Judy Dench, she won mm. an Oscar for the, the smallest amount of time on screen. Did Shakespeare she? in Love. Right. She, was, she had eight minutes of screen time. Mm. She won Best Supporting, Best supporting Actress. actress. Right. Um, I don't even know if that's true. But that's there you good. go. But yeah, so I, that, was I, a, that was a good good thing beaten, wasn't it? Mm. Kate Blanchett that year for Elizabeth yes. was beaten by Gwyneth Paltrow and in did you see Shakespeare Jeffrey in Love. Rush was sitting next to uh, Kate Blanchett. Right. He was in both films. And when they called out Gwyneth Paltrow, Rush's mouth just dropped. Because oh. you know? <laughs> when, when the camera goes to you, you're meant to be like, when yes. you lose, you don't go, oh, bullshit. Yeah, you know? that's, right. that's right. You've got to go, yeah, I expected that other person to win there. <laughs> Far more superior artist <laughs> to thine. Whereas Rush has just gone, you <laughs> The old Aussie camaraderie, which yeah, was, uh, Alive know, and well. Yeah, alive and well. Fantastic. What about you, mate? What, what are you looking forward to? Your Saturday standout, Brendan? What's the, what's the game after the Knights War? We've got Knights Warriors. Dragons Raiders. Oh, Dragons Raiders. Mm. What a fixture. I you know, I nearly got a full round last week. Um Did and you do? and uh, until the Bulldogs yes. beat the and that was devastating. Mm. And that Dragons was shocking. They had Jack DeBellin and Tarek Sims back. Mm. Jack Bird, one of my favourite players. God, I wish he was still at the Sharks. I mm. love watching Jack Bird play. Mm. And they were just dreary, weren't they? So I'd love to see the Dragons um, fire up tonight. Give us something to play for. Nice. Show Anthony Griffin that you, you love playing for the Red V. Give him some. Reese Walsh for me. He's a superstar. By the way, named in the top five. Most handsome men in the National Rugby League, too, after just eight games. So uh, very exciting. He might even get himself a start for Queensland. That was our Saturday standouts brought to you by the three-leader Isuzu. D-Max, born to play, coming up. Knights Warriors live from McDonald Jones Stadium. You're sticking around, Spudley. Tim Minar out there doing some more homework. Brendan Cow, thank you very much, sir. Absolute pleasure. Fantastic. Make sure you do stick around. You're listening to 1170 SEN.
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.